welcome to another episode of the Healing Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. And today I have got the gorgeous Jackie here with me. And Jackie, can I hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do? Okay. Hi, everyone. My name's Jackie. I am, I call myself an intuitive medium, psychic medium. Uh, so that's my business. And I started really feeling spirit probably about the mid-90s after quite a few people in my family had passed on and they start I started getting messages from the other side and it scared me so much that I just said no don't do this to me I, I can't stand it don't do it because they believed in the afterlife and spirits um they come from the UK my my family they they grew up through the second world war through the blitz in Manchester uh you know Ouija boards were parlor games to them and they lived in an old house in Worsley at just outside of Eccles uh that was haunted and the stories they used to tell me as a kid I was just it just blew me away and I was just so interested in it all and um yeah so they started reaching out to me and my family and so I decided to go to psychic fairs but I didn't want a reading I wanted to be part of the psychic fair so I, I started, uh, so I went up to them. So I parked cars, I took money at the door, um, helped them with their workshops, anything that I could do to be part of it. Uh, two young kids at the time and I was a single mum. So um, it sort of just sort of went along slowly, you know, did a normal job, all that sort of stuff. But probably about 12 years ago, I decided that uh, I wanted to run a circle again and I called it Angel Circle. And the weird thing was I was working in a community centre and this lady come up, came up to the counter and she had a flyer in her hands and she said to me, could I please have this photocopied? I want to put it up around Mount Barker and that's where I lived at the time in the Adelaide Hills. And uh, so I took it off her and looked at her and she wanted a circle to talk about angels. And I looked at her and I said, that's exactly what I want to do. Wow. So I asked my boss and he said, oh, you can use, because she had a, um, a crippling disease that would slowly, you know, it was terminal. So she was on a walker and all that sort of thing. So I you know, spoke to the boss and he said, oh, you can use our daycare centre where they had um, disabled toilets and everything that she could possibly want. And he gave me the key and he said, you know, once a fortnight on a Saturday, I pulled all the people together and we meditated and talked about angels and it was wonderful. Wow. So, that yeah. is an amazing story. Uh, I love the synchronicity of that. Yeah. I loved how that all went through and then you know life happens and other things my kids grew up got caught up in their teenage lives and things like that and then probably about oh from that I had a couple of people and I took them down to a trance night at a spiritualist center and so from then on I used to go to the spiritualist center every every second Monday night learning how to be a medium and you know I was sort of I didn't feel like I was really getting anywhere and then there was this reverend from the UK called uh, Irene McGulfray, and she's from Scotland. 
and she came over to teach us mediumship and she spoke about the Arthur Finlay Centre in Stansted in Essex, just outside of London. And then and there I thought, I'm going. This is this is what I need to do to move forward. And so, you know, I saved every $5 note that came through. I put a deposit down and a year later I got there. Oh, you good for really you, strange. lovely. I love a story like that. <laughs> but what's so weird about it, I got there and I wa- walked up to this group of people and I said, where are you from? And they all looked at me and they said, Australia. And I said, we're in Australia. And I'm from Adelaide, Australia. And they all went Adelaide, 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 Adelaide. <laughs> wow. And we're all good friends now. And they run spir- spiritual centres in Adelaide. So I do um, platform mediumship. I uh, run my own groups now, do readings, have my own little group. And next two days I'm going to be in a psychic fair, but I do readings. Wow. And I do quite a few now. So, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride, very synchronistic, and it's been wonderful. It mm. sounds it. Yeah. And I would love to know more about that time when the spirits did first start communicating with you because, you know, I can Im- I can imagine that must have been quite scary at that time when you weren't expecting it. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, when my grandfather passed, my sister and I kept seeing beams of light, just beams of light coming down um, on unusual places and we're going, what's going on there? But their mum passed only a few years later and my grandfather had painted this painting of an English country. English little village and oh oh, it's in the cupboard at the moment but it was a church with a little bridge going over a a river and the road wound around behind this church in the painting that he painted and he painted it specially for me and I lived in Alice Springs at the time which is um you know know, Uluru in the center of Australia it's about 200 kilometers from there I was living there and after mum's funeral, I went back to Alice Springs and I was sitting there looking at this painting, you know, crying and, you know, feeling the grief. And this light, you know, we had a a U-shaped house with a courtyard and light just did not come in. And this beam of light came in through the window and hit the little, um, little road right at that spot as it was going around the corner and I got from them you know we're just around the corner we're always there waiting for you and it was such a beautiful thing that one wasn't scary at all I think um when I was younger it was more the the flickering candles and just knowing they were there and having my name called out in the middle of the night it was really quiet and I just heard my name oh oh, Oh, (laughs) and how old were you when that was happening Oh, between 25 and 32. Yeah, so young enough for it to be quite unsettling. And Well, I'm thinking any age that would be unsettling. Anyone calling out your name in the middle of the night, wow. Oh, the calling out the name, yeah, that was freaky. And I had this huge rushing through my ears all the time and seeing 11-11. Oh, wow. So some things were disconcerting and other things were just really exciting. And I love the 1111s. I took photos of every 1111 that I saw on the microwave, on my computer at work. I've got lots of 1111 photos all over the place. 
and don't I don't know if you find this but I certainly find that with like angel numbers I see one and then it's like all the time it's like there'll mm. be like a period of like where it's just constant angel numbers everywhere mm. I look yeah um it's funny how it goes through those phases like they're trying to reach out to you at those certain points mm. and when you're doing readings and things now what do you see is the main reason the spirits come through for people what is the the main things that that you hear in a reading or you receive in a reading for a client I do find quite often it's confirmation that they're still around because they feel disconnected from them they've, they've gone and they feel disconnected and they want to reconnect they want to know they're still around how can I feel reconnected to them again and other times something had happened like the funeral wasn't the way that they planned it or something didn't quite happen the right way when they were passing away and they were worried that you know they were angry at them or worried about it and just giving them that sense of ease to let them know that you know they're fine with it that's okay and that's really really healing isn't it because I'm I'm just imagining if you're carrying that around for the rest of like your earthly life you know holding mm. on to that that thing that is not allowing you to grieve properly that is super powerful to be able to just give someone that yeah. that ability to let go of that that they're holding on to so that must be really mm. a beautiful experience for you to know that you're helping in that way yeah because it's really healing yeah it's just I love to call it I do trance healing but all this work heals yeah it helps rise things up in people and helps heal them so it's a great thing and so in terms of when you were first um you decided that you wanted to kind of take this further and you wanted you wanted to be a medium yourself and and hone that craft do you feel like you had a plan to do that or was it synchronistic so I know you mentioned a little bit about this at the beginning that you just started going to the fairs and was that kind of thought through or how did that happen that was thought through the fairs but for the medium part the thought through part was going to a group every fortnight to learn more to develop but I didn't feel like it was helping me until I really made that huge decision to go to the UK because <laughs> it just it might help me meet people that helped develop me because this one little group just I didn't feel like it was doing it I didn't know where else to reach out for and it's opened up the world to me so it's almost like a stepping stone to that to yeah. that larger place that you needed to get to so what was different about when you went to that group in the UK? What did you find? How did that help you in a way that the other one hadn't or helped you open up in a way the other hadn't? Well, number one was meeting all those other people from Adelaide and I'm still friends with them today. <laughs> but I'm still friends with people from around the world from it as well, especially Facebook keeps us connected. And in my group, it was run by Paul Jacobs, who is amazing he was just an amazing medium and he travels the world all the time teaching you know I had someone from LA 
someone from you know, a few people from America, someone from Japan, you know, someone from all over the world. It made me realize that, you know, we're all the same. We're all developing. No one's better than anyone else. You know, we put people on pedestals, but they're really going through the same things that we all are trying to get out of our own way and trusting and because people you go out there to the public and you do what you do and you forget that they look at you going wow you're doing that and you take it more for granted it's a funny thing like that and so when you have been developing these skills and and I'm just I suppose I'm aware there's likely to be many of our audience members that they themselves feel like they, they're quite open to this or they're already experiencing some of this and don't really know um, what to do with that. Do you know what I mean? It, like you say, initially, if someone's calling your name out in the middle of the night, that can be quite unsettling. So is there any advice you would give to those members of the audience listening in? Oh, for everyone. That's why I went to a psychic fair because I knew there would be readers there, there would be people that understood and I could talk to them about it. Uh, you could book a reading with somebody that you feel drawn to because like me, I run psychic development groups online so I can help people all over the world and and we all go on, get on Zoom and I put them into rooms and get them practising and do all sorts of different things to help develop and I talk to them as well. So um, you get in contact with somebody that you feel comfortable with. But Psychic Fairs are good because there's lots of readers there and you can walk around and get an idea of the energy because it's all about energy. So if you walk around and really get drawn to somebody, grab their card, see what they do, um, look at their website because I've got a website as well. So I like to draw, send people to my website. They can see testimonials. Um, they can... Uh, subscribe and I can send them specials and what I do because I do face-to-face and on and online stuff so uh, even Facebook if you get into a group and get the feeling for somebody and love what they say and really feel their heart and think oh I really like to know more through them being get in contact with them see what they have to offer and do you believe that anyone can be opened up to mediumship or do you feel like I know there's different schools of thought around this some people believe that it's a gift and only certain people have it or do you believe that it's possible for anyone to learn how to open up this side of themselves anyone can learn I know they can because we're we're just at the tip of the iceberg we're we're still in spirit as well our soul our spirit you know we're um we're just energy and we can contact we're all we're all connected um yeah we're all connected um anyone can learn but um part of learning is knowing that you will go through a healing yourself because i mentor mediums as well and when they get to about the middle for about six months i I get to about three months mark and i say to them because I do trance healing, I give them a healing because I know it's going to trigger a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff's going to come up in them that they need. It's going to be triggered, so they need healing from it. They need to realise what it is. So I get them to channel and write and journal and do all that sort of thing as well. 
So having a good teacher is really important when you open up because you can. And in terms of what's your belief system behind it in terms of where are those spirits residing and how does that connect into, um, so I don't know, is this the same as like a a Christian um, viewpoint that you have around where those spirits are or and how does that fit in with the angels and I don't know if you want to talk in a bit into that space in case there's anyone out there that hasn't heard anything about this before or doesn't really understand um you know what is the view around that or what's your view around that this is really interesting because I was brought up Anglican Mm -hmm. christened and confirmed because when my mum was ill, she decided to really get into the church. And so I decided to be confirmed and had education and all that sort of thing. I really, I, lo- I think it's a good thing to look into religions and, and find out what they're all about. But I, they all come to the same conclusion that it's all about spirit. It's all about love. It's all about looking after each other. And every spiritualism every religion all boils down to that one thing that we are spirit we are connected we are and i believe too that we're we're the universe experience experiencing itself developing through us because if it wasn't for us you know what would happen Mm. it's something we're a really important part of the ecosystem of the spiritual system and um when we talk about angels some angels were hu- human beings, but a lot of them never incarnated as a human being, and they're the ministers to spirit. They're the ones the spirits go to. Like we have ministers on earth, there's spiritualist ministers, you know, every religion has a minister, and angels are ministers on the other side. So we've all got someone to consult, to work with, to talk to. Because we all have to learn. Because once you pass over, you're still, you know, some people, you know, there's ghosts, there's entities that hang around because they got, they were so quick and they didn't understand and they just didn't, they didn't go to where they needed to go. Um, I do a little bit of that as well as clearing and helping them move to the light, if it's talk about it that way, because uh, through the astral plane. Um, yeah, so yeah, I really believe, um, you know, they're all around us. There's different dimensions, you know. There's so, so much we can't see and understand. We just look at our physicalness, but everything, even scienti- scientists have proved, you know, we're made of atoms, nothing solid. Everything's moving all the time. And so we're just energy fields. And so they're energy fields, but on, at a higher level. They're vibrating much higher than we are. And the the denser something is, the lower it vibrates. So your desk is a very low vibrating. We're much higher vibrating and spirit again. Vibrating so high, it doesn't need a body. So on that basis then, with when we do pass over, from your point of view, is there, is there different places, different di- dimensions we can go to? Do, or do we tend to go to the same one? What, and I don't know if you have a, a belief system around that or or what you've experienced through your mediumship? Well, I feel like our family's waiting for us when we pass over, but then we, we can keep expanding and learning in the spirit world or we can decide to come back to earth 
to the hard part. This is the hard place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't believe in hell. I think we recreate it right, right here where we are right now. And we can transcend that if we want to. Yeah, I yeah. believe I have a similar belief system. I think hell is an internal state that we create. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit more about that, that transition between, because um, it's one thing to train in, you know, any modality really, but it, it's, a, or my experience has been, it's a very different thing to then start putting yourself out there and say, hi, this is me, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know, how how you found that experience and also what kind of um what did the people and your friends and your family make of that as you said you know I'm I'm now a medium I'm now doing mediumship what what kind of response did you get I would love to know only with my family because they don't really talk about it and my daughter thinks she's scared of it but she's been seeing little blue lights all her life. I got her eyes tested for it because she's saying, what's going on? And she blows things up. If she gets, she'll get in someone's car and if she's feeling unwell or something's going wrong, the the car radio will just, it'll die. <laughs> yeah. So she feels it triggers her. So she likes to, but she's always calling me or sending me. She's saying, mom, get the pendulum out. Yes, no. What's going to happen? <laughs> Do a reading for me. <laughs> and how about friends or family or what kind of response did you get from them? Well, my sister. Sorry, carry on. I've got two sisters, yeah. We went away on a girls' weekend and I, I brought the cars along with I was doing everyone readings and stuff like that. I think they just accept it as what I do now. It's just part Is of that me. always the case? Not always. I know my aunt says, oh, She's she's not very keen on what I do. It's interesting, right? The judgments that people hold around um, things they don't understand or things that they mm. can't see as well. That's you know, a lot of people are in that very much that paradigm. If I can't see it, I don't believe it. But you know, they believe in gravity. But you know, mm. when it comes to this sort of thing, they find it difficult to connect. Or like you say, there's a, a preconceived idea that it's evil in some way or bad or wrong or um you know I I know from my own experience of practicing Reiki I've had some very strange comments from um Christians mainly Christians that have said they thought it was the work of the devil or because I was channeling energy and this is it it makes no sense but it's the paradigm I suppose they're stuck in in terms of their belief systems Mm. um so did you find that easy to move through that potential or the potential even of judgment we don't even know if we're going to be judged right but did you were you quite firm in your decision this is what I'm doing and um you're not bothered about the judgment what was that like for you I felt a bit nervous about it to start with and still didn't talk about it to especially work friends because in your professional life it's it's like will they will they this will they that I sort of I talk about it now but I still keep it on the down low a little bit because I do have a part-time admin job that I just keep in the background 
that's only like very, very part-time because it, it just keeps running, if you know what I mean. So I've got holidays and things like that. So if I really need a break from doing this, I've always got a little bit of something coming in. Yeah. Having that back up. So that's not really trusting universe. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had it there and I feel like it's a gift to have that. And they let me work from home and and I enjoy doing it. So and they know what I do. I tell them on the weekend I'll be doing a psychic fair and only thing I really think about that is, uh, you know, if I get sick or something, they might blame it on that or you know, taking mm. on the energy or getting myself tired out because I'm doing too much stuff. But I only do that very part-time. So when I was doing full-time work, I thought that's what they'll feel because, you know, I'm doing all this extra work on top of my full-time job. But now, you know, I pretty well, mediumship, psychic readings, all that sort of stuff, that is my my number one job and the other one just is ticking along just do some admin work and support this team just very part-time just just something that I've just kept up because I've been doing that for 14 years and I just feel yeah I feel blessed to just to have that little bit there for me yeah, so yeah. I can have a rest because we all need it <laughs> and I was going to say actually do you find it quite um draining on your energy to do the mediumship or, and the psychic work is that something that you it does take its toll energetically on you sometimes it depends who I read for or how the energy in the fair went or where I was it sort of depends usually I'm okay and I'm quite energized by it I think sometimes it's just the taking all the stuff there, setting up, packing up, going home. Yeah, the practical it's elements. The physical everyday stuff that ties you out a little bit. But apart from that, I, I love going to fairs and ha- doing all that sort of stuff because they're all my workmates now. They're all my friends and we all like, catch up a little bit. And you know, I just love that. That's my favourite part. I love that. So you've got the community. And I, there's something really powerful about communities in there. Mm, yeah definitely and has this work influenced how you live your day-to-day life in terms of you know what do your personal practices look like now or um or is this just something that you focus on when you're working with clients and and actually the rest of the time you're not thinking about it how does that work actually it's funny um I used to be a naturopath as well so I'm very into self-care and I think that's really important. I go to the gym. I love going for my nature walks, you know, connecting. It's really important to me. I love water, having baths and if I go swimming or something, that's something that I really love too. Um, even the stuff I watch on TV and everything, you know, we're always watching. Uh, like After this, I'll be watching something about um, dimensions and and aliens and stuff like that and we're always watching that sort of stuff because it's an interest love it I've got books and you know always reading the books my husband will buy me he'll buy me books that he'll think I'm really interested in uh there used to be a ghost hunter called Hans Holtz in the USA so I've got a really big thick book from him that my husband gave me because he's really into that as well so um yes it's like something I'm always doing (laughs) And on Facebook, all my friends are always in the same thing too. So that's why I say that's why it feels normal to, normal to me because I'm always talking to everybody that has the same beliefs and do all the same things. And 
you found yes. your tribe. Yeah, I'm, I'm always surrounded by you know, crystal eggs. I've got a whole big collection of them. They're all over the place. You know, I'm just surrounded by angel statues and candles and books and lots and lots of books in every room. But I, I'm a bit of a science geek too. I love all that sort of stuff. And Doctor Who. Oh, love Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, wow, I haven't thought about that for years. Wow. <laughs> I see my wall over here. I've got my picture with <laughs> with Rose and my pic I got to meet all sorts of people and got my photos wow. with them and they've signed them and my big posters and things. Oh fabulous. To, I would volunteer at Comic Cons. Oh wow. That's really cool. Yeah. This is something different yeah it's good i think it's good. part of all this stuff doing what you love completely no i agree 100 percent. and i think so many people miss out right on or i you know i come across people that don't have many interests and i think wow life must feel so boring for you <laughs> you know what i mean because i'm a bit like you i've got a thousand and one interests i've always got Mm-hmm. things that are occupying my mind and getting oh, me yeah. excited and mm. um, I feel sorry for people that don't have that I know I would be bored if I didn't have something on the horizon I've started a new course this week doing human design so because I mentor mediums I'm also yeah. going to bring that into it so working out their human design to help them study and work in their spirit spirituality and their businesses using how they were born what their sole purpose is I feel that that's really going to help them a lot with what triggers them and how they get through their healing I'm excited completely I have my human design chart done um yeah beginning of this year and it it was really enlightening and Mm. rang so true just so Mm. many things that um just things that were natural to me that I'd been judging myself for and actually after that reading or that chart reading I I had it, it gave me permission to be fully me and work yeah. in a way that worked for me which mm-hmm. was really liberating actually really yeah. um made a real difference to my mindset and how I approach things yeah. but I would love to know so from a business point of view then how have you found that side of it because um Often it's it's a different entity entirely to what why we came into this world, well, like why we came into the healing or spiritual space. Often mm. we come into that through just pure interest, right? Like pure interest, mm. or we've been called, or we've received some kind of guidance to to head down that path. Um, but how have you found that transition into this is what I do but also I need to make a living from this you know how how have you found that well that's only been in the last couple of years I think because of COVID as well Mm. everyone you know stuck in their houses and thinking of different ways to to um, run businesses and and a lot of people wanted to know how am I moving forward how am I going to do this do that but um, oh, what was I thinking of? See, it's gone out of my head too. It's late here on a Friday. It's been a long week. My <laughs> Friday, Friday energy. 
Um, but the business, I just decided to work in fairs, apply to all of them, go with the ones that I really love and just keep reading, 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 do all the development courses, just just really go out there and just do it, get get out of my own way. And yeah. I felt at the very beginning, I wasn't charging much. Um, I was I was a little bit, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing, a little bit, you know, I'd come away and self-analyse myself and do all that sort of stuff. But now, you know, I go in there guns blazing with all my stuff and sit down with people and just have fun and laugh and because I've got out my own way, yeah, you know, I'm confident what I do. And with everyone, I think that's because I've been practising and just kept at it, at it. And, and that's why I started development groups as well, because I can help other people keep developing and working with it because that's the only way to step out and start doing your businesses. And because I've learned so much in my businesses now, I'm going to bring that into it so I can show them a pathway with the business. I and I, I did a course as well with uh, Speakers Tribe, which is, at the Speakers Institute in Australia, and I think they're branching over to America now, and they teach you how to speak. They teach you how to put a speech together. They help you be more confident standing in front of a group, and they get you to do it all the time. And so the more you do it, the more you can get out of your own way and just start to do it. Because as a teenager, if you asked me anything, I could not talk. I just tremble. I'd run away. I'd get a book. I'd put my head in it anything just not to talk to people I think I lost my first job because they said to me we think you don't like us because you won't talk to us <laughs> I was just too scared <laughs> I think it's just life development and practice yeah yeah a beautiful message and mm. you're right it's that moving out of your own way it's the hardest mm. thing sometimes isn't it but mm. once you do it you think oh wow I can do anything, you know, anything's possible. Because we don't see our face in motion. You know, we look at ourselves in the mirror and as this, it's just straight out, but other people see you talking and doing stuff and and see you shining through and it's not something you see yourself. So you've got to forget how you see yourself and just shine through to other people. So. Yeah. Yeah, forgot about it now. Can get up in front of a whole big room of people now and bring through spirit for different people. I'll do that sometimes. Amazing. And that's awesome. It's great. I love the energy. Everyone gives you lots of energy. I think the more people you have, the more energy there is, and they just push you up and away you go. It's your final question then. What's your favorite part of your business? What's the, the favorite thing you get to do? What I, I love hearing you talk about that, but I'd love to know, is that your favourite thing, standing up in front of a big group of people and do like... It's probably not my favourite, actually. No. It was for a while. It always changes. I think, well, I think my favourite thing now is um, inspiring someone. Mm. I think, uh, teaching someone, do a reading for them, a healing, and they follow you and you keep developing them and seeing them grow selling seeing them develop helping them with everything that I've learned through my life and they just and watch them blossom and bloom not push them in any way just let them be who they are and giving them the right guidance for who they are 
just that support I think that's one of my favorite things I like to do beautiful absolutely beautiful so thank you so much Jackie I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you thank you for giving up your Friday night to talk to me really appreciate it and how do people get in touch if they want to learn more about you and what you do and perhaps uh, have a reading or or be part of one of your groups how do they go about that really easy it's actually Jackie Dean d-e-n-e I spelled a little bit differently dot com I just made jackiedean.com go straight to my website you go down to the bottom see my horse behind me here it's all my cards yeah. and everything it's on my website as well because my power animal beautiful uh, I, it, they can sign up and I send welcome, uh, send them information, uh, testimonials on there. I put how much it is and everything on my website. So I love to have just one place and they can click on there and go to Facebook or Instagram. And I'll just keep working on my website. I know I've got more to do on it and I'm learning more about websites too as I do it. <laughs> yeah, it's never ending, right? Dot <laughs> com. <laughs> Brilliant. And what we'll do is put a link to your website in the show notes so that people can just click on that and go straight through. But thank you again. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Oh, um, it's lovely. Thank you, Holly. I love your beautiful heart, your lovely smiling face. Oh, so thank you so much. To meet you and thank you for asking me too. I, mean, I was really excited. So thank oh, you. You're very welcome. So thanks everyone for listening and as usual, we'll be back again next week. Take care. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.